Every time I turn around, he seems to be celebrating a goal. Alan is meant to be the difference in the Champions League. You know, they want one when it's a tight semi-final. He'll score one in a tight semi-final too. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Right, Fiona Hayes is with us. Fiona, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, lads. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, what's your instinct about how mad the country is getting in advance? I was all for the madness early in the week, and now as the game approaches, I'm like, oh, we're just going to, we might be losing the run of ourselves here a bit. Uh, look, we have to be a bit confident. It's very Irish not to be confident, isn't it? Um, I think, I suppose, after last week's performance and how the lads went under such adversity and played like that, I think that brought the excitement and it's just continued throughout the week. So, you know, I, I'm a bit of a calm head, but I'm super excited all week myself thinking about the game on Saturday. The English team have come over a little bit earlier than usual. Apparently, this is how they're going to behave at the World Cup. You've got to be in the, in the uh, city of the game earlier and they're doing that now to replicate what they're going to be like. So they're going to be soaking up all of our complacency, all of our celebrations, all of our preparations. <laughs> we can just pretend it's all for St. Patrick's Day. They don't know that it's not, that actually this is all specifically for the rugby this weekend. Spot on, you can disguise it in Patrick's Day, you're, you're dead right there. Yeah, look, they're coming over, I think, obviously they're under Bortwick, they're trying to get their regime and feel their way out going into this World Cup. Um, I'm sure, you know, there's no one the players themselves are aware that there will be an English backlash and like it is to be expected but I, I just feel there's such a buzz in the atmosphere the players and how they're talking the calmness especially when we heard you know when such adversity as I said and at half time they were smiling inside in the dressing room it just shows you what type of team and squad is there that anything can hit them and they're just smiling and they're mentally prepared and they have their eye on you know they know they're the number one ranked team in the world and that brings added pressure but they seem to be going into every game just kind of with smiles on their faces and really enjoying it which is something I haven't seen in our squad in a long time The news this morning is that the probable teams all do include Dan Sheehan now we'll we'll wait and see exactly what the Mm. team is named but that would be absolutely massive Caelan Doris also named to start in the probable teams this morning and you know we've been suggesting the whole way along that um, people are getting a tip off uh, from inside the camp when those teams are are being put forward that's like literally the most important news you know it's great that we have Robbie Henshaw back but those two suddenly take us from uh, being a little bit concerned about our strength and depth to having a really strong bench again yeah look I mean Sheehan and Doris we know exactly what they can bring and it's it's that it's that bench that came on in the last game you know they came on and done a job and I think it's the mentality there at the minute that anyone in that squad has the confidence to do that but I mean the likes of Dan Sheen he's just been outstanding I think he's only he's only missed one line out so far in all the minutes he's played with Ireland and I'm sure he blamed the jumpers and lifters for that one but I mean his stats are through the roof and we all know what Doris I mean we're talking about him week in week out he's just immense as a ball carrier and out and out eight um, and it's something I, I, I think uh, England are struggling with themselves I haven't seen enough for, from Don Brandt to, to show me like that he's up there with world class eight so I think we're we're haunted with the players we have but it's the confidence that's in these guys and it's brilliant to hear that and I think you're right I think the general squads that are released um, they're normally spot on when it comes to that name and day um, we're expecting Fiona Jemison Gibson Park to start at scrum half this weekend I mean I thought Conor Murray did well against the Scots considering, considering it wasn't exactly a normal service from the pack given all the injuries but um, it makes sense to put Gibson Park straight back in there for a game of this magnitude 
Absolutely. Look, and in the minutes he played, he made such a huge impact. I mean, um, it's very easy standing on the outside to say, you know, it was much slower with Murray, but he had to feel his way through the game. They had to find their way. And I think when Gibson Park came on, obviously sitting on the bench, you've loads of energy. He just provided that speed. And I mean, the skill set, he showed that beautiful pass from that break down the wing back inside. He's just a player in form and Murray has been outstanding and is really fitted into that role. But I think it's, it's the right choice to start to Gibson Park England like a slow game they like a kicking game you know their back three will love for the ball to just be coming at them they're they're so narrow in their carries I think Gibson Park will really really speed up that ruck and will if we can get under three second ruck you'll really cause damage to England out wide especially because that's where they were caught against the French obviously the home advantage is is a great thing for us we get to we get to hopefully see a grand slam in Dublin, um, I mean, it's the first on home soil since Ravenhill in 1948 and it's been Cardiff and, and Twickenham since. I guess we're all looking at the positives of that, Fiona, and that, oh, this is a brilliant opportunity. But then mm. it, it adds weight to the occasion, I'm sure, as well for the players. Not saying these players aren't fully capable of, of dealing with mm. weight, weight in their shoulders like that, but it certainly adds a, 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 an extra element of pressure to the game. Oh yeah, huge pressure, you know, especially as you say on Paddy's Day, people, everyone's going to be out with their hats, their jerseys, everything. And because they've played so well, there isn't even a hint of, of, of atmosphere that these guys could lose on the game. But I think the pressure is there. And I think Andy Farrell has provided that mentality in the squad that they're able to deal with. England will, there will be a, a backlash. They can't possibly play as bad as they played last week. I mean, um, you know, as I, I spoke about the, the back row were non-existent. I thought the, the front row didn't do much. So they would have looked at their stats and they'll definitely be looking at improving that. But I just don't think that English players compared to what we have over here at the minute and the form that our guys are in will be able to to really get after Ireland. It probably will be a bit of a, a slow start and they will try and slow down the game. But I think the fitness of, of, of this Irish team will absolutely shine through. And as we spoke and we saw the bench last week, these guys are going to be chomping at the bit to come on and make a massive impact as well. The the two respective back rows with with Doris back in the team, um, and that's like a bit, I think it's a big assumption. I really hope that's true, and that we're not roping open the English into thinking, oh, they're going to have their full team, and then all of a sudden it emerges we don't. And I just who knows, right? I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of high stakes poker going on with this stuff. It'd be out of character for Ireland, and so that in itself would be a bit of a change and a bit of a red flag. But if 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 the two back rows are as we expect them to be, can you talk to us a little bit about the respective difference in strength? Um, look, I think if we think we're going with, I mean, we know exactly with Doris. Um, uh, if you, are you are you campaigning the back rows, the Irish back rows, the English back rows? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So look, I mean, we've got a world class seven. Um, absolutely. We all know, or should I call him a world class hooker at this stage? But we know, we know exactly what Van der Fleer is capable of. He's just immense. And I think there's a massive difference between himself and Willis. I watched Willis last week. I'm a huge fan. Um, he gets turnovers. He's in the breakdown. Um, he's doing monster stuff over in Toulouse. But when I look at Van der Fleer, it's his ability to, he's a smaller kind of, uh, back row, but it's his ability. He's sidestep he can he can carry around players he links up so well with with the backs he's able to provide he's you know he's got every part of aspect of his game is just there and he's he's so good and Willis is a devil at the breakdown and he gets inside there but last week I was just disappointed I found that he was sticking his head into a lot of dead rocks I've seen him doing it a couple of times and the game just got away from him and you know if we're looking at the eights um I mean I'm saying world class for Van der Fleer I think Caelan Doris is on the way up there he's he's been 
been uh, brilliant for Ireland so far and Don Brandt huge fan as well I'm watching with Harlequins the last couple of seasons and, and he has the ability to make an impact but he's he, he, he really disappointed me watching him last week a lot of players have come out and said look it's, you can't blame the H you can't blame the back row but just he's carries into contact I think he caught once from a restart was stopped he was already turned waiting for the contact and stopped dead at that point and I think that's the difference between these um, English guys and, and our own ball carriers is we're constantly the, our back row are getting gain line and it's due to their footwork they're get, able to get around or hitting the soft shoulders and their link play with the back line especially with sex in ring rows when he's on we can see that they're well capable of, of hands of passing out the wing whereas the back row in England I don't know if they're coached to do it I feel like when we see them and especially if they're coming off a, a scrum at speed especially Don Brandt there's no ability really to pass to a 12 I feel like he just carries straight into contact and the defence just loves that because they're able to shoot up and, and stop him dead at source it, The way you're describing that it sounds like they're still very much conscious about what they're trying to do and they're like okay I'm going to catch this ball and I'm going to do what I did in coaching all week this week as opposed to uh, I know what I'm doing and so it's going to be second nature to me it's that split second of a difference between fully understanding and implementing a game plan that has been well honed over a long period of time to I need to think about what it is that I'm supposed to do to make the coaching staff happy and that's I think the thing that gives us most comfort is that we're we're a good bit further down the line than this England team at the moment the caveat to that of course is that they're going to pick a 10, 12 and 13 who have experience of coming to Ireland and pooping a party where we expected <laughs> the last time they were here it's like oh we're going to win the Grand Slam then we're going to go out and win the World Cup and then uh, <laughs> and then they blew us apart in the opening 20 minutes of that game um, is that four years ago now? yeah yeah, yeah. so um, uh, Owen Farrell at 10 is what the English papers are saying mm. uh, Slade at 12 uh, sorry two laggy at 12 and Slade at 13 that's the exact same combination now those three can't fix it but no you know we're seeing ghosts yeah, look, I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not too worried. I know that there is going to be, as I spoke about earlier, there will be a backlash for the first 20 minutes. I mean, Tuilagi hasn't got much rugby under his belt. You know, he has been injured, then he's been in and out of favour because of those injuries over the years. So he he hasn't really got the same connection that I would have seen with Farrell before. Um, Slade, um, I, I wouldn't be, not that I'm not a huge fan of him, I wouldn't feel like he's a massive threat, especially in the centre. I don't feel like, I think Ireland have a capability to deal with these guys in the past, England picked these big ball runners, you know, he'd fun a pole at eight and you had two laggy running down the neck of, of defences. Whereas I think defences have sorted that out now. They're able to chop these guys low and their system, I think the Irish defence system in watching them from start to finish the Six Nations, even, even from the All Blacks from that second game, they just are all on the same sheet. I know that out wide there was connection issues between maybe 13 and, and James Lowe, but their, their hustle and their work rate is what sorts that out. They're able to get across they're able to to bring that line speed because they can get up together so I think Ireland will definitely they will know that they're going to be targeting that area but I don't think these guys have had enough game time together to be able to make such a huge impact I think there's a lot been said as well uh, Fiona even anytime I've been down at those press conferences in Abbottstown the Gary Keegan's name has come up the, the mind guru yeah. behind this team and, and you can kind of sense it in the in the, the, the build up in, in the press conferences like even they're quite relaxed Mac Hansen joking about the fact that oh, everybody mm. hates England you know quotes that were picked yeah. up in the Telegraph this week over the, over the, <laughs> uh, the Irish Sea um, even Tyke Furlong saying you know if you can't get excited for the, for the game this weekend then why are you even involved in sport Th- there seems to be something even in the words coming out of the players mouths that that's, you sense that they're a bit different this year 
Yeah, definitely. And watching them in those press conferences, as I said, they're they're enjoying the rugby. They look natural. They're able to talk. Um, obviously, they're well trained in in what to say and what not to say. But look, they 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 seem to be confident. And it's Gary Heen is just it's with Andy Farrell. You know, he's he's constantly pushing that mentality and being able to to think like champions all the time. You're just focusing on the next game, and I think that's what's really worked for this team is that they were never looking at a grand slam they were never looking at a world cup it was literally every focus when they talk obviously the reporter's going to ask them questions about you know grand slams and 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 we're going to win the world cup now but it, it's good for them you, they they bring it back to earth and I, I would imagine he's brought Gary Keane has brought that to him you live in the moment and they're living in the moment enjoying the rugby and playing with a smile on their face uh, the complexity thing is a real thing though right like there, we, we are this week l- looking at everybody asking can you pay proper testimony to Johnny Sexton like he's dead and he's not <laughs> he's got a match to play this weekend and the English back row and Tulagi are going to be targeting him in the first 10-15 minutes to try and spoil our party so like you know uh, the, the the lads earlier wanted to have a conversation about should we stop the game whenever uh, <laughs> sorry Fiona should we stop the game whenever Sexton breaks the record yeah. like, maybe we should just win this game and get it done first that's my point that was my point the whole uh, the record breaking is ridiculous yeah. in, the, in the basketball in the NBA should they stop the game uh, I know I saw that and the big and LeBron and they all just clap and I was like this is absolutely ridiculous and they went on and lost the game didn't they yeah. but it was a regular season game this is actually a, there's a big trophy at the end of this this is the final <laughs> Well, do you think if Sexton kicks a penalty in the first few minutes, I don't think he'll even smirk. Oh, no, the, the crowd, the, the will, crowd go will go mad, but yeah, I, don't, I don't think I, he'll I even think, register. I think they're it, Sure, he was celebrating the conversions last week. Yeah, in a way that we never see because there were points mean, on the board. I, I think it means something to him. But I, if yeah. Anyway, I agree. I think it was just it was the game was so tight, and obviously he'd missed that first conversion. So I'd say it was more of a pressure in that tight game. I think he'll just kick it a, a slight little smile. Um, I remember reading an article. I think it was yesterday. And I thought it was hilarious, and it was about um his son that he, his son doesn't come onto the pitch if they lose. You know, so we know he's got that mi- he's winning mentality. I, I think he'll just give a, a little smirk and be back to business straight away because that's what Keegan is in there. This is what he's doing with these guys. He knows Tuilagi is going to be running down. He's channel he's got to get him mentally prepared and they've been doing this for a long time now so you're not worried about the complacency and the fact that we're we're celebrating our like i think you know most rugby fans are uh, planning mm. what their grand slam party is going to be like they want to make sure <laughs> that they're watching this game with the, you know like there's, a, there's just a little bit of this where the whole conversations now turn to Oh, I hope the players aren't listening to any of this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think we're all celebrating and it's very unusual because normally we're like, oh, we lose the last game. You know, we like to uh, look at the down points. But I, I think the players, I'd say they're not even listening to, obviously you you, you hear the noise around it and they are, but I, I, I really feel like since since that New Zealand test, we're looking at a different animal. They're able to deal with that adversity. The players that are available um, are playing for their, their provinces week in, week out, really good rugby we've had a couple of knocks we're able to get guys in the squad that are able to continue with the same ability I mean the likes of Tom O'Toole I wouldn't have been speaking him about him before, until this Six Nations and he's just completely stepped up so it's like they have this atmosphere in the camp that when you get onto that cauldron when you get onto the pitch everyone around you is supporting you and they just look like they're as I said living in that moment and playing so I, I, I firmly believe they know exactly what England are going to bring in they've spoke about it in all the press conferences so I'd say they're fully focused and Andy will have his game plan down to the tee. All right, Fiona, good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers.
No worries, guys. Thanks a million. See you later. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.